friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. I'm so pleased that you've joined me today. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host. We're now counting down to Christmas, but in today's podcast, we are going to look at uh, a very simple Bible passage. We're going to look at Luke 14, and it's a parable between a Pharisee and a tax collector. And I'm going to just have us explore it. Why? Being a disciple of Jesus does not mean you become more religious. It actually means you become more like Jesus. So we're going to look at this story that Jesus tells. We want to ask ourselves, how do we become more like Jesus? Because there's a danger that the more religious we become, uh, the, the more critical we become. And there is nothing worse than critical and bitter Christians. Uh, so we're going to explore this theme today. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus and look and smell and act like Jesus Christ? Now, I want to tell you something about something else before we go, we go any, any further. I've got a new book out. We've got a new book out called Apprentice to Jesus, 40 Days of Walking in the Way. And it's uh, perfectly created for Lent 2021. So I'm going to talk about this book a lot. I wouldn't uh, want discipleship to be at the top of our agenda for Lent 2021, 40 days up to Easter, really investing into our relationship with Jesus. And this book is a perfect book for an individual or an entire church to all get a copy. And each day it has a theological thought, it has something to do, a yes but how, and a Bible passage to read. And it's a bit of a gift really to anybody wanting to grow and flourish in their discipleship. And we're going we're gonna to do something a bit different for Lent next year as well. Uh, we are going to run a bit of a discipleship school. So there's going to be an opportunity in the new year to sign up and be a part of a weekly Making Disciples live session on a Monday night where those who are going to work through the book with me during Lent next year will get to tune in, zoom in with me and have some time with me looking at what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus on a Monday night. So listen out for that. That'll be coming later in the year or early next year, I should say. But now here we go. Uh, let's explore the theme of the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And how do we look a little bit more like Jesus? Wonderful. Well, let's jump straight in the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And how do we look a little bit more like Jesus? We are not saved by Jesus to become more arrogant and religiously right. There's a danger that sometimes with our faith, we end up becoming these vitriolic Christians. Now we've got the answer. You don't have the answer. We're going to tell you what the answer is. And every time we see you morally fail, we're going to tell you that you're morally failing because it's about being righteous and right. The difference is, friends, you never see Jesus behave like that. In fact, he's very, very clear. You know, unless you are perfect, don't go throwing stones. And there's a characteristic and there's a heart to Jesus a humility and a kindness uh, that Jesus holds with him. Let me keep it very clear. He's, he's clear. He's sharp and clear. 
Uh, but he is in such a way that he is gentle and compassionate and caring. He'll correct where correction is is needed. Um, but you'll see what is it that the Lord is looking for in, in our hearts? How does he want us to behave? So there's a danger, friends, of, of a Christian vitriol. Uh, where we think righteousness and this indignant, we, we become these indignant holders of orthodoxy. And uh, I see this all the time on Facebook. I find Facebook very difficult, particularly at the moment. And there's just a lot of Christian vitriol out there, particularly when we approach the topic of sexuality. And uh, I'm very careful, friends. I, I, don't, I don't get drawn into discussions around sexuality because I don't want that to be um the thing that i am championing or arguing uh, i'm much more interested in exploring discipleship uh in a very broad sense but what i see online is this christian vitriol of of let's get a group of people in the corner and let's attack them and beat them because they're wrong and and that's on both sides the conservatives point at the gay community and point at uh, the liberal theology and point at them and go, you're wrong, it's all Christian vitriol in that direction. We want to get them against the ropes and, and show them that they're wrong. And in the same way, friends, I, I watch uh, the uh, kind of more liberal movement or um, those who are uh, pro-gay relationships trying to get the more conservatives on the, on the ring, uh, on the ropes, and they're arguing against them as well. Um, and it happens on both sides. This is why I want to speak into this. Whatever side of an argument you're on, please be gentle, compassionate and caring to the other side. Because the way that you behave, the way that you speak, speaks volumes about yourself and your heart. Now, you cannot control how somebody else thinks, but you can control the way that you speak, the way that you act, and the way that you criticise and condemn. And it's into that I want to speak today. I love this line, I'm right, um, I'm right and you're wrong and I'm going to tell you why. That is what I see so much in people's preaching and I see in the life of many Christians online. I want to talk about having a posture of your heart that is gentle and compassionate. Um, and let me put it like this. You can be right and still be kind, gentle and loving. You can be right, but still be kind, gentle and loving. So let me just read this to you. This is Luke 14, 9 to 14. To some who are confident of their own righteousness. You love that. To some who are confident in the fact that they were right. And looked down on everybody else because they were wrong. Jesus told this parable. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. Now Pharisees were the religious teachers of the law. They were the lawyers. They knew the law through and through. They were right in the sense that they knew the law. And then you got the tax collectors. The tax collectors were sinners. Uh, they were thieves. Uh, there are some Jewish um, uh, verbal laws, oral laws, oral Torah laws that said that you should never have a, a tax collector in your home because they would make your home unclean. Don't have a tax collector in your home. Make it unclean. Uh, so a tax collector was somebody who was deeply um, 
sinful in the fact that they were seen to be uh, sinful because of the theft that they uh, occurred because of the, the taxation. They would overtax people. So two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and one a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like all the other people, the robbers, the evildoers, the adulterers, or even the tax collectors. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. Mm, 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 mm. What a perfect holy man. He stood there going, I read the right Bible, I go to the right church, I don't sin, I've never had an affair, I don't watch pornography, uh, I worship in the correct way, I give 10% of my money, I am wonderful, Lord, look at me, aren't I right? Aren't I right? Then verse 13 says this, but the tax collector stood at a distance. He couldn't even come up close. He would not even look up to heaven. But he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. So here you've got two people, one who's right by religious law and one who's wrong by religious law. One who thinks he's right and he's sure of his rightness and one who is wrong and knows that he's wrong. In verse 14, Jesus responds to this story. And I tell you, he says, it's the tax collector rather than the Pharisee who went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and all those that humble themselves will be exalted. We wanna be right and we wanna put others right. Jesus says, not on my watch. He says the humble, well, they are going to be the ones that are exalted. So let's just explore this for a moment. So what is important to Jesus? Being right or being repentant? What is right? Is, is being right or being repentant? What is the most important to Jesus? We can be in the church but we can be far away from the heart of the Father. We can have all the right rules and regulations. You can live out the Christian faith with such devotion that you cross the T's and you dot the I's. You really do live out the letter of the law, but yet at the same time, be the most distant from the heart of the Father. You can live it all out perfectly, but you cannot have God anywhere near you. So we can be in church, but we can be far away from the heart of the Father. Here we have two people, a devout religious man who is confident in himself and what he does. And then you've got a broken sinner, a broken sinner. And this podcast isn't going to be epically long because I, I, I think somewhat the message is beautifully simple, but it's so challenging that even though this podcast episode will be short, I need you to go away and think about the consequences of it in your life. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, this parable has to rock us to the very core of who we are, our character, our nature, and our behaviour. Does Jesus want us to look like a Pharisee, or does Jesus want us to look like the tax collector? 
Which is it that Jesus is wanting? And in our discipleship, go towards what the Lord wants. So let's look at the religious man for a moment. This religious man is confident. He knows that he is right. And let's be very clear. Boy, is he right. He's right in what he says. All of the things that he's talked about in here, he's right, he's wrong. I thank God that I'm not like a robber, an evildoer, an adulterer. The Lord makes it clear. Do not steal. Do not do evil. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Don't be like the tax collector. He's right. The Pharisee is 100%. In fact, he's 120% right. He should not do those things. And yes, 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 he is right. He says, I fast twice a week and I give tenth of all I've got. Fasting is about committing his time to God. Yes, that's good. That's right. That's something holy, you know, something we really should do. He's right. That is a good thing. Fasting is right. Giving 10% of his resources to God. He's right. This is all what um, the religious people were told they had to do. It's what we are told to do. Be people of prayer. We're to be people who fast and commit ourselves to God. We're to be people who are generous to the mission and ministry of God through our tithe and our giving. This is all right. Let's make it clear. The man is confident and is confident because he knows he's right and he is right. He's right. This is an intelligent man. He knows his faith. He knows what the scriptures say. He knows how to live it. He is right. He's Unfortunately, because he is so right, he is so confident in his rightness that he has become self-assured in his rightness. I am right. Friends, we love it when we're right. We always want to be right. We're having an argument. You don't want to be the wrong one. None of us goes, I want to be the wrong one. In an argument, you want to be right. You're arguing because you're invested into something so much. You're so passionate about it. You think there's something unjust happening and you want to put that situation right because you know what the correct answer is. We become argumentative. This is all, you know, you want to be right. You don't want to be wrong. And in this man's rightness, he has become so filled with self-assurance that it has led him to a place that is more destructive than he could ever imagine. Now, this is where it's really important. Why is the man saying, I'm not like the robber, the evildoer, the adulterer, or the tax collector. I tithe, I fast. Why is he saying that? He's saying that because his faith has led him down a path of becoming judgmental. He is full of judgmentalism. There's a danger that in our rightness, the path that that leads us to is a path that leads us to uh, judgmentalism. And this is the issue I want us to challenge in us. There's a danger that when we know we're right, because we're living out the Bible right, we become judgmental. And it's this judgmentalism that Jesus' parable is hooking right into the man is right in all that he is doing the pharisee but his heart has become so twisted by this that he has become a religious judgmentalist he's become a religious judgmentalist 
There's a danger that we become self-confident in our own understanding and righteousness. And in this, we become judgmental of others because we know right. And in this, rather than becoming more merciful, we become more arrogant. The challenge for us here, friends, is this. The more we commit ourselves to the way of Jesus, is there a danger that we become more arrogant and more judgmental? That, that's the danger. That is the danger. And in becoming more religious, do, rather than becoming more merciful, are we becoming more arrogant? Knowing that we are saved by grace should always bring us to a place where we are more merciful to others rather than more arrogant and judgmental. The more you know what is right, then really we should become more like Jesus and become more merciful, more merciful. Do not be so quick to judge others. And when God has shown you what is right, be careful that you become more like Jesus in becoming more merciful. Jesus saves us not to become more judgmental, but to become more merciful. Now, the tax collector. Look at the second character. Now, the tax collector, what do we have here? We have here a sinner and he knows it. A sinner and he knows it. And his response to coming before God is to simply say this phrase. And I love this phrase. God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. God have mercy upon me, a sinner. And this is the posture that God is looking for in all of us. The more we know the law, the more we know what God wants for us, the more it should bring us to our knees and to be more merciful to others because we realise how merciful God is to us. But there's a danger in our religious rightness. We become judgmental rather than more merciful, because it brings us to our knees. The position that God wants of us isn't to be right, but is to be on our knees, beating our chests, saying, God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And what's really interesting is the people that I know that have been followers of Jesus their whole lives, 60 years, 70 years, these people who've sat with Jesus over long periods of time, they don't become more arrogant and more judgmental. The older they get, the more wise they become and the more merciful they become. And I find that really interesting. The longer we spend time with Jesus, the more merciful we become because we realise how amazing God is. So here we have this story. Two men, a religious man who's confident in his right, rightness and a tax collector who's a sinner who's been saved by the grace of God. And the response, remember verse 14, I tell you that the tax collector rather than the Pharisee went home justified by God. What does it mean justified? It means saved by God, put right with God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and all those that humble themselves will be exalted. Friends, the challenge to us is this. Are you willing to get off your high horse from being right? And are you willing to get on your knees and say, I am sorry? And we all sit under the mercy of God. There's a danger that in our Christian faith, we become this moral police and we want to tear down anybody that does not sit at the moral standard that we are looking for. Yet the heart that we have here is of a tax collector on his knees 
beat in his breast, God have mercy upon me, a sinner. What this reveals is the heart of two men, the heart of a religious man, the heart of a broken man. The heart of a religious man and the heart of a broken man. And the invitation from God is at the heart of a broken man on our knees, sitting under the mercy and grace of God. If God can be merciful, surely we can be merciful to others. So three very short thoughts. Number one, check out your own arrogance. Are you too confident in your righteousness? Stay humble. Stay on your knees. Stay in that place of saying, God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. I am broken. I am broken. Stay in that place. Number two, don't go from being a tax collector to a Pharisee. There's a danger that when we come to know God and we start to put things right in our own lives, Rather than being the tax collector who stays under the mercy of Jesus because we know we're broken, the danger is the more we know, the more we become a Pharisee. And as we become a Pharisee, we're confident in our rightness. And therefore we use that as a weapon against everybody else because now I'm right. So I too can be a bully. No, that's not what God is looking for us. Stay fully aware of your own failures and stop pointing the finger at others and point the finger at yourself for once. I'm being challenging here because I want us to look at ourselves and say, look at me. What do I need to do with me to be more like Jesus rather than pointing the finger at others about what they need to do? Three, my third and final point is this. Become somebody so riddled with mercy that you draw other sinners around you. The Pharisees could not sit with sinners and eat because they could not cope with the fact that they were right and the tax collectors were wrong. They couldn't cope with sitting with somebody that was not right. Get good at sitting with people who are not right. Get good at sitting with those that are broken, that are messed up, that are hurting. Get good at putting your rightness down so that you can sit with those who are broken. Become somebody so riddled with mercy and grace that you draw sinners around you. The Pharisees couldn't do it. There's only one person I can see in the scriptures who can do it, and that's Jesus. Jesus, if, he, if there's anyone in scripture that has the position of being right, it is Jesus. Yet he somehow was able to embody a mercy to people that meant he could sit with the Pharisees and the tax collectors. And they were still corrected. You know, the, the, the tax collectors that Jesus spent time with were still corrected. But there was something about the way that Jesus did it with gentleness, compassion and mercy that meant people wanted to change rather than were being bullied to change. I don't think anybody ever changes their mind because somebody bullies them. People change their mind on things because love um, has been shown to them. I love the phrase, love the hell out of somebody. Love the hell out of somebody. Jesus was very good at getting with people and loving the hell out of them. He showed mercy and compassion and that's what changed them. Not a theological argument, not bashing them around with the scriptures but love and mercy. Become someone so riddled with mercy that you draw other sinners around you. So friends, 
the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector and how to become more like Jesus. Become less like a religious person who knows what the rightness is all about and become more like the tax collector on our knees. God, have mercy upon me, a sinner, and get good at having sinners all around you and show them mercy and love and compassion and in that love the hell out of them and you will see them becoming more like Jesus. Friends, I hope you found that interesting. I hope you could look at yourself today and ask that difficult question, which are you really in the story, the Pharisee or the tax collector? And how can you love the hell out of somebody else? Friends, until next time, grace and peace and have a great week.